Congratulations, you found the bottom for another consecutive week of action between the three men. Talking about whatever quandaries that might come into mind during the episode. Hope you enjoy it with a big farce bit at the end. You're going to be in for a ride, but I hope you're hip to the jive swing daddy because we're in it to win it. Here we go. Let me make sure it's not a Discord thing that's messing up. Alright, so I pulled out my headphone and plugged it back in. Now it's working. Now it's working? Apparently. Alright, so you, you have... Can hear us? So, like, do you have a response to that previous question? Did you ask me a question? Yeah. We've been waiting for your answer for, like, 20 minutes now. I mean, you told me to find love in my life. That wasn't really a question. No, I feel like... I feel like it is. <laughs> Well, the answer is, uh... That's a great answer. All right, well... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great start. Right? It's like, just like we never even, uh... It's like we never won't stop, can't stop, you know? Um, can't, can't stop, won't stop, might stop? Yeah. I mean, we might. Probably not, though. So I have this bit to start off... <laughs> the podcast Wait. with but I Wait, if you're going I'm turning this okay, no, 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 I'm, turning no, no, no. I'm trying to on. I'm trying to figure out how I want to do it cuz cuz the bit is like I'll join the voice channel and I'll just kind of go sorry please ignore the fan in the background and then it'll cut to like somebody like cheering behind me going whoa like that, like that one guy that's always on the Eric Andre show. You like were sent through a spiritual side of the toaster. I don't know what that audio was. <laughs> <laughs> Your mic didn't like that noise. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I have. I'm just using my headset today. Does it? Does do you think it's Craig? Will think it sounds bad? I don't know. What do you think it about that? Sound that different. Yeah, Craig, what do you think? Now recording. Thanks, Craig. I mean, uh... (laughs) 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 Alright, um... So I'm gonna talk really soft, and then I'm gonna talk normal- NOW I'M GONNA YELL! Does that, like, does it sound? Yeah, it's fine. It didn't cut out. We're good. Yeah. Okay, I've I've started recording on my Audacity at the same time as Craig, so... Alright. Hopefully that'll make editing a little easier. We'll, We'll sync it up, sync it up. Um... <clears throat> yeah, I don't know how to start this episode, um, but, you know, regardless of however I decide, or however we decide to start the episode, I think it's already started. <laughs> oh, Lord. Knowing the person I, I editing. Might, <laughs> I might I might even assume that he started it while we were trying to figure out why we couldn't hear Scott earlier. Yeah, this might be like 20 minutes into the episode already. We don't know. <laughs> what a good episode. <laughs> right? <laughs> Hey guys, what was your favorite episode of the Potom? I like the one where they were figuring out technical issues for a long, <laughs> long time. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, so, that might just be its own episode. Who's to say? Um, people will know as they're listening to this, but we don't currently. Right. So, so I had, an, an, assuming we haven't started, I had an idea. Um, I uh, was wondering, should should we have? A different person kind of do the intro every time, so it feels like you know the the show is equally all of ours and not yeah you know whoever pushes the record button. 
Uh, no, we should have all three of us do the intro at the exact same time, but no one coordinates what the intro is. All right. You mean talk over each other? So, uh, on the I count mean, of three... If you put it that way... <laughs> um... Hang on, I'm... Someone say something! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... See how that looked on my audio readout. Eh, didn't peak. I'm surprised. Well, I guess we're doing Gabe's bit. He, he'll he'll be doing the introductions anyway. <laughs> I mean, one of you guys could um, do the. We can do this later. We can figure out the intro later. It's always like post because there's the intro and the outro and whatever. Um, oh, your your thing with the music. Yeah. So if you guys would like send me audio, I don't, we're not putting this part in the episode. I don't, this isn't funny. If you guys send me the audio. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not with that attitude. <laughs> That's fair enough. It's in the episode. All right, so it's if, not funny. If you guys send me like audio clips of like intros or outros, I'll stick it in there with the music and all that. It's not. It won't be that hard. It's so, crazy that this was left in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Gabe. It is not in the episode. <laughs> now it is gonna be just so spites me, man. <laughs> anyway, Luke. <laughs> Luke, yes, I'm here. Search out with your feelings. The the uh, oh, I forget now. <laughs> okay. So uh, we will be able to send this these episodes to more people if there's no swearing. Oh, I know. Like, you I'm, know how I, was, I, not... I had a 12 minute segment lined up for this where it was just swearing. Scott, <laughs> I can't believe you just ruined the whole script. You didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Every swear word we all know. Uh, <laughs> uh fart. Uh, well, you can't say that. We gotta send this to more people. <laughs> uh, oh, is listening. <laughs> yeah, oh, is listening. We can't say that That's kind of stuff. Stupid. What if Alvin's so, grandma I, I mean, heard this? You can do what you want, Luke. I just, I. Like, we, we I might know just my, censor my, it. It'll be fine. My mom and my sister enjoy these, so. Ah, okay. Well, now I, I know what's at stake. Right, so. <laughs> um, I mean, it's up to you, but, like. Nah, no problem. No problem. I, I was able to send episode 10 to uh, Rachel, and she said. Because that one didn't have swearing in it. And yeah. Rachel said, uh, my coworkers were just staring at me from across the, the way because they saw me. I was just laughing to myself while I was working because she okay. was listening to the episode. Where does she Which work? Was episode 10 again? This, this, What's that? We went over the scripts for episode 10. Was that episode 10? Okay. Yeah. Well, it started with wine or cheese. Ah, That's yes. True. Classic. Oh, the one that I'm barely in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll just leave the call now, guys. Thanks a lot. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, if you don't need me, I'm just going to go home, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, <laughs> Shoot. I see how it is. I'm already here. <laughs> how did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the last thing I had before we started. No All right. problem. Okay. Little do you know. <laughs> Shut up, Gabe. If, I swear I will drive to your house if you leave this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get to put this in the episode and see you? This seems like a win. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. where does your sister work at? Like, what is this? What was the environment? You know, I, do you want to include this in the I, episode? I just because we can talk about it. Personal, like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll include it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my sister works at a uh, it's called 
Just just give me like what kind of store it is. <laughs> so they grow no, marijuana. No, yeah, no, no oh. need to dox your sister. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, so th- they grow herbs and uh, they, you know, they, they, not elixir. What am I thinking of? Tinctures. Um, they they make different kind of natural healing remedies and uh, stuff like that. I mean, they, they can soup. They do. It's, she, she's becoming a prairie woman. That, that's okay. what's happening. <laughs> I was going to say an alchemist, but okay. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Every other time I've described what she does before this, I've called her a witch doctor, which... It's basically yeah. an alchemist, but go <laughs> It's, well... Well, we won't get into that, yeah. <laughs> this is, like, the only, like, profession I have no idea what would be going on whilst this potum plays at her workplace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, she's watering plants. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's not that weird. No. No, it's, like, just normal stuff, you know? Right. It's like watering plants, you know. It's almost like watering plants when you think about it. I mean, you you're more right than you are wrong, and by that definition, you're you're not incorrect. So, bearing that in mind, um, uh, do we like just kind of? <laughs> I don't know what to do from here. <laughs> I'm not saving you from this. <laughs> All right. So, um, Luke had a few topics in mind for the, the you know just the subjects for this potum um so yeah if we, do we want to go right into that or did anyone else have any did, do we have any small talk that we want to get out before we before we start uh i had like a nice bagel for lunch that was kind of cool tell us about your bagel game it was round there was, was a it hole sesame in it. seed no this is oh. like a plain good for you it's like a white bagel the superior kind of course um oh I have small talk. <laughs> what is this? Is this gonna be like a five-minute bit where you whisper into the microphone? What? Cause, no, cause... only you would think of doing that. Because I thought of that. No. <laughs> um. So on our, so Ryan got married yesterday. Yeah. Yes. Without me, he didn't and... invite me. Right. Yeah, Luke, well, we're in the same I mean... boat. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I'm surprised he invited us, actually. But uh, in any case, um, on our way there, the, you know, this is the like borderline Pennsylvania where they live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we passed a billboard, a giant electronic billboard that had the the sentence, "White is beautiful." Oh, I've seen these. Yeah. And I, I kind of want to get you, your guys' response, but I was a little upset by that. Because <laughs> it does not... It shows no awareness as to why... It, it shows no awareness why someone who is black could be offended by that. It's just worried about... It's only thinking about... Whoever put that up is only thinking about themselves and how they feel they've been slighted by the, the the other side's insistence in language changing. Like, oh, you gotta call them African American, American, whatever. Just that that whole type of dealio. I hope this isn't in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, like, no, I I get it. It's it feels. 
because yeah, like I said, I've seen those posters before, and it just it feels very somebody is just projecting all of their insecurity onto like and just completely missing the point of certain issues. Exactly. Like it's like no one is saying that anybody is less important or less good of a person. I mean, unless they're a woman. Um, shut up. I agree. Here. Here. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Go on. Um, but it it just stands. It, it seems like it, it like. That's the kind of person that I completely picture as just like the only oh, these darn immigrants like ruining our countries coming over and taking it. Like I feel like the person who put that up is unironically one of those people. <laughs> He's unironically Uncle Lance. Uh, exactly. I've I've, yeah. uh, I've met people like a lot of the Lance's characteristics came from people that I worked with in my uncle <laughs> that I will not name <laughs> because that's okay. Uh, like, yeah, just I don't want to like out him. Sure, sure. But and you know, I mean, you can be friends with those people. Like yeah. in in a lot of respects, I'm sure they're good people, but just something like that just 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 the idea of putting a billboard up is so petty. It reminds me I of that know. one story that you told us or told me Gabe about your your neighbor that put up a giant sign. Yeah. <laughs> In your yard, it says, what is wrong with you people? Instead yeah. of coming over and saying, hey, you you did something that bothered me. Would you mind stopping? Yeah. <laughs> they, just, they just put a sign up. Like, putting signs <laughs> up is like the lowest form of communication. And yet people rely on it because it, like, it, it strokes their own ego or something. I think it's more, yeah. it puts a wall between them and the person they're saying it to. So they have that security, like Twitter. Oh, true. That's a yeah. good comparison. Yeah. Um... I don't know. But I, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen the signs like that, and there's my reaction to that is just like, why? What do you think you're accomplishing well, with that? <laughs> if I had the money to, I might, I might start doing something <laughs> like that. <laughs> do you know how many people would get upset at this? <laughs> well, you're memeing. That's, yeah, but that, they that's might a be also. No, but if they're not, they no. you know, no, because because every other slide on the on the billboard because it was I I watched it long enough to see it cycle through. It was all like Trump actually won. It was all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Could I get arrested well, for doing this and then putting paid for by Donald Trump underneath it? <laughs> Cuz it's just paint on a on a board, right? <laughs> I don't actually know. I mean, maybe. Can I well, like would that would that count as like perjury or hearsay or like I don't even know what that would count as. I don't know what this would be. I'm not gonna I do mean, it for the record, but <laughs> <laughs> But you might. But I might. <laughs> no, no. But if like, it happens, you know who to come to for your yeah. <laughs> You know who to add on Twitter and say how funny it is. <laughs> right, right. It's like no, boy, like if you put up the billboard where you live, which is pretty rural. Yeah. No one, like like all your neighbors, would probably send you money or something. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I don't know if you did it on seventy nine or something when you're getting Pittsburgh traffic. Yeah, ideally, you know, you gotta hear ideally. your biggest audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, so like if you like, well, if, I mean, if you think about it, like it would make you the most sense. There. See? I should run for president. 
<laughs> Can you imagine the I mean, podium? You've not, you've not said anything less comprehensible than what our current president has said. Exactly. I'm just going to say that. Like, sir, how do you uh, feel we should recover from a national debt? Well, it's like you think about it and like if you like <laughs> quantify the reality we live in and just think about the actions needed to take the necessary steps to nullifying that sum of money, just do it. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta, let me let me you said it first. Let me set it down. I'm free. Set it for oh, four, 30 seconds. I'll censor it out because I completely forgot we were recording. Come on, man. I am not the first. I'm not the one who's gotta be kidding. I was in the moment. All right. You went two whole episodes without. I am vindicated. <laughs> So, like, just send it or whatever. I don't know. It's just like... <laughs> debt, bad, money, good. Next question. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> what were we talking about? So, is there anything stopping me from just putting up a billboard with literally anything on it? Other than the person that owns the billboard? And I feel like if this... If, I feel like if this person was willing to put those things up, what they're willing to put up is not an option. <laughs> well, this is... this. Uh, I guess I could say it. it was on. It was right off of 422, so it's like a busy highway. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Like me, I don't think. Do people normally read billboards? I did. Like, if you're a passenger, sure. But if like whenever I've I whenever I would drive for FedEx, I didn't read a single billboard that those that year that I was on the road. Interesting. But like the that trip means from, you're responsible. No, I wasn't driving. I was just bored. I was just staring at the road. You, the whole you just time. said you were driving for FedEx. No, no, like I was, I was, I was the jumper. I wasn't old enough to drive. You gotta be twenty-one for that. I was like twenty. But like, whenever me and Caleb go to Sheets every night or every other night or whatever, like we pass the same billboards because of that. Each billboard is now a bit. Like, um, <laughs> there's the there's the 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 the, the Christian one on four twenty-two, like. Are you ready for Jesus? Question mark, and then it has like a couple of verses underneath it with like the Jesus, the Messiah, the the the, the Savior statue kind of pose on it. And the, every time we pass it, you know, where are we dropping Jesus? You haven't read it up in like six years. Where where have you been? Oh my god, that is so cringy. <laughs> and I look forward to seeing it on your billboard. Like it's just where are we, where are we dropping, boys? Just stuff like that. Like every billboard along the way that we've seen every night for like a year now. It's it's, it's, it's become a bit tilted. They they need the foundation of the cross. Exactly. To not be tilted anymore. <laughs> it's it, it's just slowly becoming more and more of a bit. Like I guess I can't use that as an example. Pokemon um, go to church. Yeah, exactly. Like Pokemon go to church. Like there's one meat company <laughs> nice that has the phase logo. Like that's its own meme now. But like other yeah. than those billboards that we see every night that are now memes to us. Like we don't I don't I haven't read a billboard. Yeah, and, and just what, from what you were saying there that, that kind of reminds me of why I think I think I'd realize why that white is beautiful billboard bothered me it's because just signs in general are such a just a gross profane simple type of communication <laughs> it's oh like, susan's if you, if you graduating had, <laughs> even if you had yes <laughs> just but just even if you had something really important and intelligent to say putting Twitter. it on a billboard immediately makes it become cheap like, 
If you wanted to tell Luke you loved him, Gabe. I'd put it on a billboard. <laughs> Do you know how much money it would make me spend to say those things on a billboard? But he wouldn't, but he wouldn't have to. He tells me that every day. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that'd be awesome. That, that would be, like, a really cool way to, like, ask a woman to marry you. Is, like, take her to a location where, like, there's, like, a secluded billboard. And, like, have her back really? turned towards it. And then, like, as she turns yeah, back around, she have, sees you, you on to... your knee and the billboard back behind, will you marry me? That'd be awesome to me. Yeah, but you would have to time that so yeah. perfectly. Like, imagine if you get the timing wrong and the next frame is like an ad for a strip club or something. Well, if she sees it, like, prior. <laughs> 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 it's just not good to me. But, like, if she... <laughs> <laughs> if she sees it prior, you're like, oh, well, some loser just rented out a billboard. That's cringe. <laughs> and then you go back to day. I would, I would never want to be prior. No, there's a video. There's an actual video of that happening. Somebody did that for their promposal. They put on these billboards, like, will you go to prom with me while he was driving by with his girlfriend? And it was, he had paid for this. And the girl was like, oh, wow, that's a really tacky way of, pay, of, of asking oh, somebody to prom. That sucks. And he just looks so destroyed. When uh, she says it, and she eventually realizes, like, oh, you did that? Oh, I'm so sorry, babe. I'm so, I'm so, and I mean, it's such an oof moment. No, it's uh, fine. It's fine. That's my literally heart. him, though. Gosh. That's literally him in the video. It's like, he's just dying inside in the car, and he's just like, no, it's cool. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, it's good. My heart. Only had to take out yeah, a third mortgage honestly. for that one. It's fine. I'm only 16. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> don't even have a house. Don't even have a house. <laughs> Still got a mortgage. Somehow. But, so, I am actually in the girl's shoes there. I would not, like, that's, that is tacky to me. And it doesn't matter what you have up there. Like, so, Marshall McLuhan was a, a media who, specialist who we've all heard of <laughs> i'm gonna tell you about him dingus <laughs> he will uh, next time on the bottom fade out go to like the end credits like this is this is the end of the episode it's a cliffhanger all right what we're back awesome episode. Go on. <laughs> his his famous uh quote his famous saying was the medium is the message and what he meant by that is that the tool that you use to communicate something affects the message. Sure. And here is... Oh, I absolutely agree with that. Well, it, okay. Well, here, here's the, a metaphor that's always been useful for me. So imagine that you're at a super fancy restaurant. Like, decor is 10 out of 10. The, the waiters are super polite. Everything's super expensive. It's beautiful. All that. Sure. And you and you order filet mignon. It's like that's a Ew. super, super high class dish, super fancy. Blah blah blah. All that. And I mean, I mean, it's meat wrapped in more meat. Is that really classic? Is that what that is? It's literally a I'm cut of steak wrapped in bacon. Uh, what is it? Yes, because I've had it. Well, I've I've had filet mignon. It's Oh. Not to not to sidetrack from the point that Scott is making, but literally filet yeah. mignon is just a very rare cut of steak wrapped in bacon. It is. It's so. good. It's good. Don't get me wrong, but it's very overhyped and very overpriced. So you order fancy dish at this fancy right. Location. So yeah, it's a fancy dish. It doesn't have to be filet mignon. It could be uh, caviar, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, caviar, fish, fish eggs, and poop. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta send you guys this picture. 
<laughs> oh no. I swear, I swear if it's like I swear if it's if it's like Kermit or something. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that. I love it. I've been staring at this picture for six minutes now and I couldn't figure out what it was. It kills me. So for so for, for everybody for everybody listening, he just sent us a photo of Filet Minion, which is a minion from Despicable Me killed and sliced up like steak <laughs> it's on the screen uh, but google if audio, it if you can't picture what i'm saying oh, it's hilarious just misspell yeah just look up filet minion you'll find it it's, it's like the first one <laughs> <laughs> i just oh, i misspelled <laughs> i don't know how to spell mignon or filet mignon i don't know i think it's like i think it's like I think it's like M I N G O N or something. Oh, like that. Yeah, I use like, like three Y's. I don't like, don't question. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's like a French thing. Okay. Right. And as we all know, the French are wrong. Oh, obviously. Right. I mean, their flag is a blank slate. It's like it's just white. I don't understand it. <laughs> Shut up, Gabe. Anyway, go on. I mean, it's like the, the French. I mean, get yeah. a better. I mean, why do the French have such a bad grasp on the English language? It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, the only one that they can say is baguette, and that, they can't even do that sometimes. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, so at this yeah. restaurant, yeah, at this restaurant, super fancy. You order class. filet mignon. Yeah. You, order, you order filet mignon. No, no, you order a fancy dish, yeah. but the plate is served. Or the the dish is is the meal is served off of a candy cane plate. Hmm. I mean, that, I mean, the medium is the message. So the what the the meal is served on determines how you experience the meal. I hope it's that, a table. That's, that's always that's an analogy that I thought was useful for understanding medium is the message. So what? Like the like the plate is literally like made of candy cane. Yeah, that's disgusting. Exactly. Why would you ever eat anything on that? I mean, it's it's aside from, I mean, it's not aside real. From more candy canes. <laughs> I was gonna say that. But like, you take my stuff like, now. But like, imagine. But like, imagine so if you actually ate off of a plate from that. Like, everything would be sticky. Everything, and like, if you had, God forbid, you eat meat on that, because then all the grease mixes in with the candy, and it, like, it, I mean, it, it, it might it, be good. It ruins the flavor of the candy, and then it makes the meat all sticky. I mean, it's horrible. I mean, it's you're, like a salty you're just and making sweet. My point. I know I am, but it like... It could be good, though. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to try this now. <laughs> to be fair, we have not tried it. Like, 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 like you can eat the plate afterwards. Like, it's the salty yeah. and sweet kind of combo, wombo combo. Sir, like, wombo combo. On a candy plate. <laughs> Like I, I feel like there's something untapped there. Like, like what if you just had flavored plates for kids? Kids would love that. Lick your plate when you're done. They, they do that. Like, you know, they I already do that. do that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in certain circumstances. Every time, every time I go to Applebee's, I pick up the plate and I lick on it. And the first thing I think is, why doesn't this plate taste more like what I want it to taste like? Yeah, I want it to taste like green apple. Cause it's green. It makes sense. Right. Just do it. Yeah. Come on, Applebee's. Every time I get barbecue ribs at Chili's. Yeah. <laughs> I want it to taste like green apple. I don't want to. I I just had barbecue ribs. Why do I want to taste more of it? Give me a different flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> See the, the the analogy I had in mind whenever he first said the mediums uh, 
transfers the message or it enhances the message, whatever. I can't remember. The, it is the message. The medium is the message. Yeah. Like if you got an ad in a newspaper, like, oh, buy one, get one free toddlers at Kmart. And you're like, ah, oh, whatever. But if a brick flew through your window with a note attached to it that said, buy one, get one free toddlers at Kmart, which one are you more likely to listen to? Wait, are the, the, the children the on sale? What, what are you saying? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> what, what didn't, what's there not to get? <laughs> Have you never so been to Kmart before? <laughs> was your analogy? <laughs> well, it, just, it happened on the fly. It's like wine or cheese. Speaking of which, <laughs> no, no, wait a minute. We're not done here. Gosh. <laughs> Any case, my my only point with that is that so billboards are meant to advertise things. That's yeah. what the medium is for. And so, if you ever wanted to put some, a serious message on a billboard, the medium will corrupt the message. So, the what? fact that, you know, if the fact that Christians put yeah. gospel stuff on billboards, it makes the gospel, it takes a dump on it, in my opinion. I think it's gross. Genuinely, I, so I drive through over, like, I think it's root, John. I think about this. I think don't dox us. <laughs> no, okay. I'm not doxing. I'm not doxing. I went down Seventh um, Street and got onto Maple Avenue, and it just kind of, you know, you know the Jeffersons that live at the bottom of the hill. Yeah, their dog was out again. <laughs> oh, the Jeffersons, classic. And then there was this lady on my right side. Put your dog away. I gotta listen to the news and know my opinions. And then she like ran back inside. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, go on. <laughs> she came outside just to yell at you. <laughs> it's like old men, old men. <laughs> but yeah, go, go on. Um, you were driving. But there's a there's a billboard. I go to uh, cinema to go yeah. to see my movies because it's like it's just a better theater. Like the 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 seating is actually elevated. Right. Um. The the screen is bigger. Yeah. I go there, and there's a, literally a billboard. I don't know if you know like the the keep calm and meme. Yeah. There is literally a poster on the way to that theater that is like "Keep calm and believe in Jesus." It's so cringe. It's super cringy. Fuck yes. if you love Jesus. Do you know what I'm talking about? I honestly have you, have you, have you gone exposure. to South Pike? Have you gone to South Pike recent enough to remember which poster? Honestly, you probably have gone to that South Pike like seven years ago and probably. still know which poster I'm talking about because I have not yeah. changed it since. I think my exposure to that meme was that billboard, actually. <laughs> I, yeah, that would not surprise me. Like, I think the the last movie I think you saw at that theater, because I think we all went as a group, I think we saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2 at that theater. Yeah. So I you would have gone that way, probably. <laughs> yeah. But in any case, you, I, you I, think I, that's... I hyperfixate on these details, so I trust me, when I say you saw Guardians 2 at that theater, you saw Guardians 2 at that theater. Uh, yes, Master. So, your point was... <laughs> <laughs> point you, is, that is such a cringy way of, of spurting that message that it just, exactly. like, I, I, I go past it, and I'm like, I am, an, I am a Christian, and I feel insecure about that fact because of this poster. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's incredibly gross. It's the same I, deal as, like, I went to Comic-Con a couple months ago, and there were these two guys that stood on the edge of the street, and they just stood there, like, screaming through a megaphone at everybody, like, You're going to hell for being here! Jesus is the only way! And literally, like, I went down the hill to avoid them, and they were like, Yes, you! You and your black coat! You can act all cool, but you're like, until you accept Christ! And, like, I wanted so bad to just walk up to them and just go... I have been a Christian since I was seven years old, and I am ashamed of that fact because of you two. 
he said through the microphone, Oh my gosh, look, it's the guy that plays Phil! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh. Imagine you met Alvin down there. <laughs> oh, don't, don't give me that idea that that person was a fan of Dumb. Don't put that idea in my head. No, 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 that, there's no don't way. Don't want to think that. I mean, I don't no, know. This, this person, Shut this up, was Gabe. purely, this was purely, like, not a real... Like a real Christian, this was purely yeah. somebody who like practices so that they can feel superior to everybody else. Bible thumper. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you could even say megaphone is the medium. It it, it changes the message of what they were saying. It's like yeah. the fact that you're just bellowing at people in the street. Like that's, that's, that's the tool that is used to get people out of buildings and that you, you like promoting a message of peace is not <laughs> conducive to a megaphone. It basically states that like, I'm not confident enough in my message for it to stand on its own. I have to be as loud as possible. I mean, there's a few messages it, that, you know, that stands with, I mean, you guys probably have heard this example, but like Krusty Krab unfair, Mr. Krabs is in there. So that's when I can get the that's like the one exception to the rule. Yeah. Oh my, oh my gosh. Did, did you guys see that? The clip? Oh, I almost want to pull it up. Oh, is this the, the, the guy who actually put that, held that sign at like some protest or I something? Think it was a Trump. No. No, no. So I saw this. This American was traveling to another country. I think it was Israel, and uh, there was a protest going on there. And you know, you know, there's a little bit of turmoil in Israel no. <laughs> every once in a while. No, I haven't uh, heard about that. So it's like this is this is a big deal. Whatever's going down down there. Yeah. And um, so the, the this one guy was just shouting a chant through a megaphone to get the the crowd. Uh, hyped up and it, it, I don't know what he was saying but it sounded like da 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 and then the crowd would chant back the same thing but the yeah. guy <laughs> the American would, would chant along with him saying Spongebob square <laughs> <laughs> I mean you gotta fit in you know you're you're a black sheep amongst white sheep as, as, <laughs> that's probably not the best example but I'm gonna no. stick to it yeah. But you just fit in like if I was in the middle of like a train station and I got off like the subway or whatever like the metro and like there's a there's like a protest going on i'm in the protest i'm one of you i'm not gonna get shot here <laughs> <laughs> at least not today yeah maybe later yeah that's just the way i would handle it yeah i approve anyway so that's the that's that's our first inaugural billboard bit <laughs> uh, um, yeah <laughs> yeah I, think, I love those i think i've only ever seen one billboard that i i still adore every time i go on vacation down to like i think it's myrtle beach it's like west or virginia beach there's billboards that there's like three billboards around the beach area at least last three times that i've went and they're all they never change and they're all for an insurance company ran by this like uh eastern guy and his slogan is don't scream call akeem um for good heavens dial all sevens and his is 1-800 all sevens and it's amazing i love akeem i've never called him but like 
It was a great billboard. Like if I got that into is, an accident down there, I'm calling him. <laughs> that's that. That's a good billboard, honestly. Yeah. Other, um, other than but, that, everything's kind of like, you know. The only reason it's a good billboard is because what he's selling is deserving of a billboard. Yeah. <laughs> and, not, the, and the number is memorable. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah, like, yeah. It's, Everything it's not, rhymes. It's not know. like, oh, dang it, another Amber alert. It's just good. <sighs> All right, I can't see Amber got kidnapped again. <sighs> Classic Amber. Didn't she just lose like a trial or something? Isn't she kind of busy currently? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Oh no! Not this! Not this! Well, they got to do it again. They got to best of three it out. Like Amber won the first one, Johnny Depp won the second. They got to go three. That's just the way boxing works. No, right. she won in a court in like Britain, where everything. Yeah, they got to go to Australia. Uh, Nowhere else not speaks like English. <laughs> nothing. Nothing is biased in America, no. don't you know? With the massive people outside, Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp. Yeah, really. <laughs> no, they got to go to Australia. Nowhere else speaks English. They got to finish it off, you know, neutral territory. Wait, Amber won. Amber no, won the first Johnny one. Johnny won the one. Johnny won the defamation trial in America. Um, the opposing party because he sued a um, it was like a newspaper or a tabloid company in Britain for defamation and like uh, character uh, crap and all that, and like he <laughs> lost. Oh uh, yes, and yes. <laughs> it was clearly like not to like not to um soil character. Although at this point, I think everyone knows she's a. Uh, yeah, or, a word I won't say yeah. because we've always established swearing is wrong. But um, <laughs> it was clear that like the Britain trial was only won because Amber like slept her way through the legal pros- process. Oh, as would I. Well, that goes without saying. I yeah. mean, that, that's how you be. That's how you got in. Never mind. <laughs> no, no, no! Don't, 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 don't. don't. That's but, how I got my job. So yeah, no. no, that's yeah. That's what I was yeah. gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> and everyone already knows that story. So like, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, Johnny Johnny lost the trial in Britain, but he won the the trial that was held in America, the defamation trial against Amber Heard. Hmm. Um I think he ended up was it he ended up getting like she has to pay um, him 15 million. Uh, I didn't the, follow it the at jury all. Award, I just nah, the that's more for Gabe. The jury okay. awarded Depp ten million dollars in compensatory uh, compens, comp, the uh, compensation. The amount gets lower and lower every single time I hear about this. Well, he. All right, so we're. Hang on, I have the I have the amounts here somewhere. Um, but he was also awarded five million in punitive damages. But because they had it in Virginia, it was dropped to three hundred and fifty thousand dollars instead of five million. Because they have a cap on that. Ah. Um, okay. And somebody said something against Amber that was quote unquote a hoax, and so she gets two million of that ten back from Johnny. Okay. I wondered I wondered why she was getting any money out of this. Cause like she he won on like all three counts, didn't he? Oh, there's there's like a ten minute video of all the accounts like being like read out. It's crazy. But I'm pretty sure he won on all of them. Yeah, every front he was like, you know, he, yeah. he was in it to so win. So like it. I was so I was curious like why she was getting any money out of this deal if she was yeah. wrong on all possible <laughs> accusations. Okay, so the lawsuit was Johnny Depp suing Amber for fifty million dollars because of a 2018 bit she wrote for the Washington Post. Um Amber is countersuing right. for a hundred million dollars, which is double what J- Johnny Depp was doing. 
<laughs> and she didn't get 98 if you, if you any more signs that she was a narcissist <laughs> i mean in her defense like if you're gonna go big you're gonna go home without 98 of those million <gasps> <laughs> I, that is not what i meant to say but here we are <laughs> You failed successfully. I don't know how. This, is all, this, is, all, this is all being discussed because I asked if there was small talk. Let me just point that yeah, out. I don't know how this happened. We're just kind of uh, here yeah. now. <laughs> all right. But yeah. Um, well, like Johnny Depp's final words in the on the trial were uh, truth never perishes, but he said it in Spanish, so it was cooler. <laughs> the, only thing that, the only thing that could have been cooler was if he said it in Latin, because everything is just objectively. He might have. I don't know Latin. what language this is. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what, what was the exact quote? What was the exact uh, quote? Maybe I can recognize it. Veritas namquam perit. Oh, that's that's that Latin. Sounds like that sounds like Latin. All right, yeah. so Veritas, like it's cooler yeah. now because I don't know what languages are other than freedom. <laughs> what I said. Everything, everything is objectively cooler in Latin. That's yeah. why every time. A series needs like a language to portray their magic. They always go to Latin. Yeah, right. Because everyone who spoke it is dead. No one can double check. It's not culturally offensive if the culture is dead. Isn't that a bit in this next farce page? Is it? I, I, I can't remember it? if it is. I don't or read not. our scripts. It, it's a gimp yeah. fly. It's it's roughly. <laughs> I look at them that. the day of and then say, "Man, this isn't good. Let's change this." Yeah. <laughs> a bit of a diva on set. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, don't disagree with me or anything. No, well, oh, I yeah, thought you were talking I mean, about me. Oh no, I was talking about me. <laughs> oh, okay. As with all things, as, as we all know, Scott is definitely. <laughs> so you are a diva. <laughs> Scott is clearly the most diva out of Go all, ahead, all four of us. Go ahead, sue me for defamation. No one will believe you. <laughs> I'll poop on your bed, man. Yeah. <laughs> don't test me. I've I've had tacos in like the last week somewhere along <laughs> oh, the way, no. <laughs> and I'll do it again. <laughs> Because I really like watch tacos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Anyway, Luke had an interesting topic for today that I, I thought might be fun to get into. Yes. So uh, do you want to? If, if I may explain my reasoning for this topic. No. Yes, go for it. So, uh, what, Gabe? I guess that was what? overruled. Go on. <laughs> oh, no. What, what, did you have something before we move on? No, 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 go on, go on, it's not important. Was it something about tacos? Because I would skip that. (laughs) It's not important, go on. (laughs) I feel like it was about tacos. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Okay, so for to date this, as of this recording, the third episode of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney Plus has aired. Mm -hmm. And I've been watching it, and I am enjoying it so far. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a fine show. It has its problems here and there, but honestly, what Star Wars does not? Empire Strikes Back. Uh, you know what? Even that, like, give me time to think about it, and I would argue <laughs> it has its flaws. No, every movie has flaws. Yeah, everything, every project has flaws. But except the stuff I Kenobi- write. Right. <laughs> Go on, Luke. <laughs> Just press on. Kenobi, Kenobi specifically has been coming under fire very recently uh, by certain groups. Not everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But by certain groups have been calling it a character assassination of the character of Kenobi. 
Really? Which okay. personally, I disagree with. Yeah. I think I think the show is doing fine. Like considering what all the character has been through and like what all the character has done, I think the way that he's being portrayed in the show is fine. Like there are certain things that don't make sense. Like there are certain things I will concede this. There are certain things that like um that aren't consistent. Like he makes a very he makes a very specific point that he's willing to train Luke when he comes of age, but he's also still unwilling to go out on these missions that are needed. And it almost seems like he's making an excuse. That I will give you is inconsistent. And like there's a whole theme about like he cuts himself off from the force, which is what? the thing we've seen. Yeah, they make that a thing. It's dumb. And like I said, uh, there are things about it that are inconsistent. I will give you that. But the reasons behind it make sense, at least to me. But there are people that are calling it like last Jedi level character assassination, like the way that Luke was treated in that movie versus how he'd been portrayed before. Sure. And, uh, could, which might jump rant. in. Okay, okay, go ahead. Well, well, what is the basis for this, their criticism? Well, I'm getting I've not that. seen any. Oh, okay. No, I am getting to that. So I have to disagree because w- with the assessment that Kenobi is a character assassination, because with Last Jedi, when you're using that specifically as a topic for character assassination, that movie what had Luke giving an unrealistic response to an unrealistic situation. Like it was not consistent with his character that he would give up on Ben Solo just based on one assumption that he would be evil in the future. That's not something Luke would do. And then when you consider everything that happened because of that decision, him just giving up entirely and then secluding himself to some island. That's not something that Luke would do in response to the other thing that Luke would not have done. That truly is character assassination because the Luke that we know didn't give up on Darth freaking Vader, the guy that had like killed all the Jedi, the guy that was like the the face of the dark side at that time. Yeah, he brought Luke did not give up on him. And meanwhile, in Last Jedi, they're suggesting that he gave up on his own nephew because of like one thing that may have happened. That's not something Luke would do. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So that truly, Last Jedi truly was character assassination. With Kenobi, you've got a character that like fought through an entire war, lost like every loved one that he ever had. Like you've got Duchess Satine in the Clone Wars. You've got his failure of Anakin. You've got the fact that Darth Maul came back and tortured him for years. Yeah. Um, what? because of like that. Gro- <laughs> well, you know, because everything that because Maul was the one that killed Satine. You know, Maul like uh, psychologically no. like he never had closure. Maul for it. psychologically like tormented Kenobi for years just because of the events of Phantom Menace. So, like, you've got all of that. You've already had one enemy come back from the dead. It makes sense that after you get the events of Revenge of the Sith where you've had to supposedly kill the person who was your apprentice and, like, as by his own admission, his brother in spirit, who, he, like, he loved, like, you not only fail, but you have to kill him. It makes perfect sense that he would seclude himself to this desert planet where this child that has been left in his charge would be, and not even entirely to his charge. Like he, he sent him off to his family. The first chance he got by Yoda's instruction, 
So he secluded himself to this planet, and like the Jedi are obviously being hunted. Like obviously, this wasn't in ta- in mind with with uh, after Revenge of the Sith. But you've got the Inquisitors who are still hunting the Jedi, and like any action you take is going to out you and get you killed. Yeah, and <clears throat> with all that, so it makes in perfect sense he would seclude himself and be just this average person and even in a new hope you we get the sense that he's just this desert hermit right so, so well, are you still getting to the why people are mad yes i am i i yeah. i'm taking the long way but i am getting <laughs> um um basically in the kenobi show kenobi has been shown to be very hesitant to get involved in events he's been shown like telling other jedi to give up and like not try and fight the empire because to his knowledge that that's a logical conclusion because like as far as he knows all the other jedi are dead like he knows yoda is still alive but other than that he does not know if anyone else is alive which he he does find out that some others survived in episode three which i i'll try not to get into spoilers for the kenobi series because it's not all done as of this recording we're three episodes into a six episode series yeah um (laughs) But as far as I'm, as far as I can tell, the the actions he takes in the Kenobi series is are logical because he's in a world that wants to kill him. He's surrounded just by possibly hostile environments. And in okay, so I, I just said I'll avoid spoilers, but I have to talk about this. In in episode three, he does come face to face with Vader. That is, they straight up have a fight on this planet and Vader just absolutely stomps him. Just like really? drives him into Oh yeah, Vader Vader it's not even a fight. Vader is yeah. toying with him the entire time. And the whole the whole time which there's a line where a Kenobi makes it very clear that he's going to act as a distraction so that Princess Leia who is currently a main character as a child also 6. Yeah, no, she's 10. She's 10? All right, still a child. She's 10. Yeah, she's a kid. He, he she's been kidnapped in this show and he's trying to get her home safely. And in this scenario, they're on this remote planet with a person that is supposedly promising to get them to safety. We are pretty sure that she's OK, but we also don't know for certain because she was impersonating an Imperial. He Vader and the Inquisitors show up on this planet and Kenobi says that he's going to act as a distraction. So he does. And the first thing that he does when Vader is in front of him is he doesn't ignite his lightsaber at first. He runs away. And people have been calling that like, oh, Obi-Wan's being a coward here. Like Obi-Wan's like, Obi-Wan would never back down. And it's like, I need to remind people that this is a Kenobi that has been detached from the force for 10 years, has only beaten this guy in his prime by luck. I need to stress that his win in Revenge of the Sith is purely by luck. Yeah, that's strategy. Everybody, he, he had the high every, ground. Yeah, I know he had the high <laughs> ground, but like Anakin has so many other alternatives he could have taken in Revenge of the he Sith walked to around. win that fight. He could have walked around. He could have thrown lava at Kenobi. Yeah. He could have just jumped like a slightly bit in front of him instead of trying just, to jump over him. Could have jumped Kenobi's higher. <laughs> He could have, have used the, the higher force. ground. Yeah. He could have he could have pushed Kenobi away in order to like you know Obi Wan's win in Revenge of the Sith. Whether or not you're an Anakin or Darth Vader fan or not was purely by luck and by chance. And I don't feel like that's a hot take. But basically, he beat him in his prime by luck, and now he's ten years 
away from the force. He's 10 years out of practice. Like the, the, the series straight up shows that he's buried his lightsaber for 10 years. So he has not been, he's not been practicing. He's not been in like in his prime and he's facing Darth freaking Vader. Yeah. Who again, for all the reasons previously established, Darth Vader's been spending like ten years like killing other Jedi and in his prime, like channeling the dark side, channeling his hate and resentment. Of course you're going to run. Yeah. So, so that was that that's the criticism is that he ran away. The biggest criticism I've seen is that like he's not entirely willing and able to just jump into a situation unprepared that he did not know was going to happen. Um to leave the post that he set himself to and that he ran away from Darth Vader, who canonically is like the most terrifying Sith to ever live. Yeah. And everybody's calling that like character assassination. Like he Kenobi would never have done this. Like they're, they're you, they're basically every person I've, I've watched has been talking about like, Oh, like clone war. This isn't clone wars. Kenobi. Like this isn't prequel Kenobi, like no version of Kenobi had ever done this. And I'm like, well, obviously it's not any of those kinds of Kenobi because he's 10 years removed. And like every cause he ever believed in was lost. Yeah. So I don't think it's character assassination. I think everything that the character has been going through makes sense. And I think the decisions he's making work because of the context they're putting in. But basically the, the question I wanted to ask you guys Mm -hmm. because of this issue Mm -hmm. was there are certainly characters from that are like legacy characters from like nostalgia and past who have been brought back into the limelight who definitely have been ruined by modern writing. Like we, I mentioned Luke Skywalker in the last Jedi. He definitely was just destroyed in a shell of his former self. Uh, there's, there's been a modern iteration of He-Man who was what? Just, really? <laughs> yes, there was a there was a Netflix He Man series that just oh, ruined boy. the character. Um, but then I mean, he's a half nude <laughs> strong man. He can't I, really I'm, ruin he a is character. my dream guy, and you yes. will, <laughs> you will refer to him as such. <laughs> right, so yet James they found a way. Guy. Found a way. Um, but you also have other characters who have been around since like the 1950s. Like you have Batman. That's a character that's never really been done wrong. Like they just this year had a Batman movie with uh, the Robert Pattinson one, just to clear up any confusion, which to me was a terrific representation of the character. Like nothing really was nothing in that movie really made Batman weak or made Batman worse of a character. Um, and the other example I threw out was when uh, Spider-Man No Way Home came out, they brought back the previous actors who had played Spider-Man. Oh, they yeah. brought back Tobey Maguire, and they brought back Andrew Garfield. And both of those characters were treated with respect, and they were right. treated, um, you know, th- they were given reasonable continuations of their story arcs that when you take their movies into consideration makes sense. Sure. So my question to you, even I'll even say it recently with Dr. Strange Two. spoilers. They bring legacy characters back to a certain degree. Like they bring Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier back. And while he, as well as the rest of the Illuminati, in my opinion, in that movie go out just like wimps, like they just, they, they are taken out with no respect given to their characters whatsoever. I still think Patrick Stewart was done well in that movie. 
So my question to you, uh-huh. why do you think that some uh-huh. legacy characters from nostalgia are treated with their due respect and are treated as the legends that they are, while others are just drugged through the dirt and only used as mounting posts for new characters? Well, the the easiest answer is money. I mean, the I don't I don't know enough about the 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 intricacies around around the uh, the Star Wars group to know if everything was Kathleen Kennedy's fault or none of it or I don't know all about that. But uh, they knew they could make they knew they would make a lot of money no matter pretty much no matter what they did to the Star Wars characters like Leia can force pull now, even though she's never done that before. It doesn't matter what they would did, what they would do. People would still go. And, uh, so money is the, maybe the, the first easiest answer. Uh, specifically with Kathleen Kennedy, there seemed to be a, perhaps a political bias present like the whole like the, f- the female empowerment dealio seemed to be <laughs> uh, a factor there um, not least because they made the main character a woman so I don't know where I'm going with this but so the, the I, I don't know it, it's, it's an interesting question because Wait. it seems arbitrary uh between properties like why why is one treated well and another not um but the the one pattern that i picked up on while you were listing all that out is that most of the characters that you were uh considering to be accurate representations um are courtesy of marvel which to me is an indicator that Marvel has figured out a way to make money off of honoring a character's legacy and the other ones have not. But here's my question then, because the, the, the majority that I listed were Disney owned properties. Sure, but Disney owns most of everything anyway. (laughs) Sure. But with Marvel and Star Wars respectively specifically mm-hmm. why would Disney allow Marvel to treat their legacy characters with respect while Star Wars can drag them all through the dirt um Gabe well it's up to the directors and the writers to know their stuff if you I, I assume you've seen and heard something about the Halo series where that was blatantly a cash grab and they didn't respect any of the, the IPs that were on screen. What did they do? Uh, it's, it's basically just sex scenes with action in between them and halo. Uh, well, you know, it's halo and it's, it's action strictly. It's a video game. So I don't, I don't think, I don't think Scott and maybe some of the listeners might know what halo is. So, context halo is a video game franchise that the main character master chief is this like space marine and the games are very action heavy like they they deal with like 
interspatial war and like there's a whole plot with like there are these rings called the halos that possess this basically virus called the flood which just are their whole goal is to destroy all biological life but yeah with with the show i have i have heard and i have seen i've not watched it just because it looks awful and i never had any faith in it from the beginning (laughs) yeah um but so one of the big things is like master chief never takes their helmet off like to this day in terms of the games we do not have a a reference for master chief's face it's like they've never taken the helmet off what it's like the mandalorian it is like the mandalorian except with the show he wears his he takes his helmet off like 90 percent of the runtime from what i've heard yeah yeah but that was all the directors and the writers that wanted to do and that like, and like they, have a personal and, face to them. Well, why do you think they did that? Because they didn't. They came out and said they didn't read any of the books. They didn't play any of the video games. Yeah. Ah, from, so from, from what from what I've heard, it, Halo was bad because the creators had no idea what they were working with. Because yeah. with like Halo, um, the cre- the the people who were working on the show, did, they admitted they never played the games. Which hmm. isn't the best move. <laughs> yeah, when, you're making... when, you, when, when your series is a video game adaptation yeah. or set in the world of a media that was originated from games, it's yeah. not the best way to go. Your entire demographic expects you to know the, the material as well as the fans do. And if you come out and say, hey, I've never read the thing that you love the most in your life, like that could probably rub a few people the wrong way. They might have did that with Star Wars. I don't know. But like episode we'll seven, see, uh, just no. With Star Wars, I do think because this is my personal thoughts on the legacy character issue. I do think with Star Wars, it is openly vitriolic to the characters because with Kathleen really? Kennedy, to me, it does. Because with what Kathleen does that big Kennedy, word mean, hang on, <laughs> vitriolic, <laughs> yeah. um, openly, she openly hates the characters. Oh, yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Because with Kathleen Kennedy, you really don't have an excuse because she's been working with Lucasfilm and George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. She's been working with all these people who have been integral to the creation of this universe basically since the beginning. Like she's been an active producer and like she's been very she's been in on a lot of like the, the, the groundwork for these series um, from pretty much the start. Like she produced a lot of the a lot of the movies that you know of. Like I think she I think she produced well she produced the last Airbender movie. So I don't know if that speaks. <laughs> How did she get this job? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, according to Spielberg, she was good at delivering coffee, and that was it. That's um, all woman should be. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop. Anyway, um, but basically, like. And then you put her in control of the company and all of a sudden you see these characters from like the past, like suddenly getting ruined, like on solo being this character that like abandons the rebellion after, after they win the battle of Yavin, Luke Skywalker is this like, um, upset old man who like abandoned his, who like gave up hope on his own nephew is like, it's very clear. There's a bias and like a general hate toward the characters. And then you get like, um, stuff 
like obviously people are, are saying that the Kenobi series is that. I don't think it's to the same level as The Last Jedi. I definitely think there are some things inconsistent, but I I don't think it's as much Kennedy's fault as Last Jedi. Like yeah. that I very much believe was entirely her projecting like, oh, we have to tear down this character. Yeah. So I so, looked it up. Yeah. Just real quick. The first, according to uh-huh. this quick Google search, the first movie that she produced uh-huh. was Back to the Future. What? Uh, yep. Are you sure? Which is, uh, according to this, who, let's, yeah. Because I, I got Gremlins. Oh, wait, no, that, that, uh, there's two, there's two, yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, no, Gremlins was 84. Why is, this must not be in order. She also was an associate producer for the Raiders of the Lost Ark, which was 81. Yeah, there's uh, some big movies on here. Hook. Twilight? Uh, Yeah, no, she's a a good... (laughs) What, really? (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, Schindler's List? Gremlins Gremlins She's a good producer. That's the thing. She is a good producer. I don't want to make any like, like yeah. bad. I don't want it to seem like I'm only saying all this because like, oh, Kathleen Kennedy, that's the person that's popular to hate right now. No, she is good at the job that she had. It's just when you put her in charge of Star Wars, something that she very clearly has a bias against a lot of the characters, it doesn't work. Yeah, it seems like she that clashes heads with the logical. directors a lot of the time. So like her vision for the movie and their vision for the movie don't really align. And that's why I think Abrams got dropped from seven to eight and Johnson was brought on and then eight happened and then everybody hated it. And then she's like, yeah, yeah. all right, well, maybe she's we'll let even... Abrams do nine. Let's see what happens. <laughs> well, yeah, she, she's even admitted like her own kids hate the decisions she's made yeah. as far as Star Wars. Which doesn't make any sense. Why not listen to your kids? Because they're obviously the fans of the franchise. At least a little bit, you know. That's very brave of her to admit that her kids did that. Yeah, really. Hey, she's 69 years old. Nice. <laughs> nice. Man, <laughs> many responses <laughs> went into my head. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but then that, that does then, that also brings into account, like, so, so far, we're, we're kind of chalking this up to respect of the characters. Am I reading that wrong? Yeah. No. I, correct. Well... <laughs> Um, I, I guess. Okay. Uh, could you, could you elaborate? Yeah. Also, like, so we said, like, um, so Disney controls a lot of these companies, like Disney controls Marvel, at least the, the movie branch and Disney controls Star Wars, but they let one keep their legacy characters as popular and as good as they were, but they let one kind of stomp all over it so it kind of boils down to what each like you've got kevin feige in charge of marvel and you've got kathleen kennedy in charge of star wars Mm. one one is very definitely a fan of the universe that he's building so like like because kevin feige has said he's a fan of the marvel comics he's a fan of the universe whereas with kathleen kennedy whether she says it or not clearly has a bias against a lot of the characters so from that perspective you get kind of an idea of one respects and loves the characters and the previous portrayals and one does not. 
Yeah. So that's kind of the the line we're drawing is whether or not the people in charge like the characters is kind of what the reason is. That sounds logical. Now, I bring it back to Batman because I did mention I mentioned the recent 2022 The Batman movie starring Robert Pattinson. Yes. Warner Brothers uh-huh. is horrible. I will put this on record. Warner Brothers <laughs> it is. Warner Brothers is a terrible, terrible company in terms of how they treat their properties. They made Space Jam 2. Which is amazing. I, I love no, that. It's not. No, I have never seen Second it's best not. movie right beside Gremlins 3, <laughs> The Gremlining. Okay, okay. Okay, Gabe. Gabe, first of all. What? First of all, Gabe, I object to your use. I object to you making this comparison and not saying the first best movie is the first Space Jam. No, yeah, it's obviously like Shark Tales 2, the video game. The that's movie. my no. favorite movie. No. <laughs> uh, that's, not, that's not real. Stop pretending that it is. It is <laughs> real! <laughs> um, but Warner Brothers, like, they clearly showed a bias with the Depp Heard thing because they fired Johnny Depp but kept Amber Heard oh, that means- for, um, for Aquaman 2 and they fired him for the Fantastic Beasts franchise. So they clearly were willing to take a side, a very biased side that was very much wrong. I mean... Um, no. <laughs> no, no like, don't play devil's advocate no, for this. I'm even not, the devil I'm wouldn't. Not, ad- I'm not, I'm not. Even the, dead, <laughs> even the devil wouldn't advocate this. Well, like, um, all right, if you're the co- you're owner of the company and, like, somebody, like, oh, this guy has, like, you know, allegations against him that could put us in a bad lighting if they are true, you know... We but she just... also had allegations against her at the time because he was clapping back. <laughs> so you can't say only one of them. You can't say only one of them was potentially guilty because both of them were potentially guilty at the time. But they only fired one of them. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, you got a point. Never mind. Go on. The Warner Brothers clearly. <laughs> so, from from the political side, they clearly took sides. Even if you take that side out, they they. They aren't treating the Snyderverse like the the current DCEU with respect. They're basically canning versions of the characters that people actually like. Yeah. Like they 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 have no visible plans for Henry Cavill as Superman even though he's basically the fan favorite right now, which I admit I too think he's a good Superman and I think he got shafted with Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. He did not get a good chance to play the role, yeah. but they're still canning him regardless. I'd make out with him. And Affleck has kind of willingly stepped out, but they're still kind of erasing his Batman. You have you have Warner Brothers, basically the worst, who treat their characters with like just the worst reputation ever. But Batman still gets good products. Like you have you have the Dark Knight trilogy. You have Batman as easily the best part of Batman v Superman, and yeah. then you have the the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson, all of which are good. So why, even though this company clearly does not respect its properties why does batman still get good treatment even though like we just like we discussed even though the majority of these legacy characters their treatment gets um is dependent on the company or the owner's respect of the character what is it about certain ones that gets this preferential treatment ak like why does batman get good treatment and it's i don't think it's entirely because of money well, well I did, Batman, I'm 
Like, I don't watch movies, and I, I've only seen probably a fifth of the ones we've mentioned so far. But, like, people thought the Batman segments of Batman v Superman were the best. I thought that whole movie was just a barrel of laughs because it was so no, bad. The whole movie in general as a product is a, is just a mess, but a lot of people like there's a fight scene in that movie where Batman takes on a whole warehouse of people. Yeah. It's regarded as like the best Batman action sequence. To uh, date. Now I've read that since like, that's the not a character. Tra- fighting is not really a character trait, but, at least well, not a strong one. I mean, but again, when it comes to Batman, even his even his character is rated pretty well. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It, it is. It, it's a character trait when it comes to Batman. Because you want to know why? Why is that? Because no, he's don't say <laughs> Did he just leave the room? Did he leave the room? I think he stood up and said that, and then just left the room. Is probably looking for an excuse to go pee. Honestly, I'm probably going to be looking for the, one of those. <laughs> so um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to to find something intelligent to say about all this because yeah, I've not watched all these. Admittedly, you have not seen the Batman. Yeah, no, I've not seen the new Spider-Man. I've not seen Obi-Wan. I've not seen any of this stuff. Um, so, and I've not seen a DC superhero movie since. The Dark Knight Rises. So, well, that's not true. I saw Man of Steel. Oh, you did? I did. It was all right. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. Like, I, I, people hate on it, but like, I, I think it's okay. Yeah. Um. Although Superman does kind of fall into this um, character bastardization uh, discussion that we could have because Man of Steel, Superman, like a lot of people say, like he shouldn't have killed Zod and stuff like that, and. And, and everything with that which I kind of agree with but at the same time I'm like it's a new Superman like he he doesn't like know the extent of his powers and everything it, it I don't know Man of Steel is one of those weird topics for me but go on sorry <sighs> I mean that's basically all I had I just I don't know like why Batman I, I, I guess my point is I don't think Batman has escaped like you were kind of suggesting I think he has gotten the same kicking the pants uh, and i say that having not seen justice league or batman v superman um but I, I i don't think he has escaped the way you are claiming he has so he's gone through okay. enough like changes that he's been like through three different iterations of batman with his different morals and such like yeah. adam west is, isn't you also, know christian bale <laughs> yeah. also you mentioned justice league that's a fun one because I have a whole like like a character analysis thing in my own head where like I don't think J- Batman belongs in the Justice League. I love J- Batman. So his so his what? I love J- Batman. <laughs> Press on. No. <laughs> Basically is the way Batman the way Batman is portrayed in the Justice League movie even if you've seen the Snyder cut which is objectively the better version. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, Batman is very much a minimal part in that movie, which, um, again, like I said, I don't think Batman should be a member of the Justice League, no matter Uh, what universe you're in. Like, even if you're looking at the 
the Bruce Tim universe, like the Batman, the animated series universe, Superman, the animated series universe, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, all that. I don't think Batman belongs in that team. That's a whole other thing. I honestly keep meaning to make an editorial video on that on my own channel where I discuss that. But Batman being treated like as less of a member in that movie is less of a character assassination thing to me as much as it is the character just has no place in that environment. I mean, I can't comment on that because <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just um, all going to come down to, um, you know, one of two options. You know, which are? One being a solid variety. <laughs> <laughs> one being a liquid. <laughs> James, listen, if we're we're going right from this, listen, I have to to pee if we're going right from this into water cheese. He approaches Scott in the meantime. Game, game, wait. And he Wait, says to Scott, "Are you being serious? Are you going right into wine and cheese with this? Are we are we going to end this without an actual resolution?" And he says to Scott, "Are you hungry or thirsty, Scott?" Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go pee while you two talk about. This you two you talk about whatever you want. You two can continue talking about the the legacy character thing, or you can talk about wine or cheese or whatever. Right, I'll be right back. I already took my bathroom break. <laughs> so Luke, am I right? <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, we can cut this out if if you want to. I guess. I guess the, the the point of of, of mine, I was basically going to say, yeah, it, I, to me, the whole legacy character thing does depend on who is in charge and who like is a fan of the original product. Um, and, and is also part of the creation process. Yeah, and that that dictates who's treated with respect and who yeah. is drugged through the gutter. Like you're not going to read a book and hate it and then be like, oh, we're going to make this a movie. I'm going to be on the board because you're not going to get to know the material if you already know you don't enjoy it. That's probably true. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, So, yeah, the way you laid everything out, that seems logical. Yeah. So I haven't thought about movies in years, so I I can't really (laughs) I can't. I'm sorry. I can't really add to the to that discussion to the to the hit Fergie. I don't know anything about Fergie. <laughs> well, you see, all the all boys the they gather around, they gather around, always looking up and down, looking at um, things of various varieties. All I know about her is, is a- like the pee picture or whatever. <laughs> what? Alvin will appreciate the amount of links that I went to keep the lyrics intact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The what? Isn't Hang on, go Fergie? back. What did you say? <laughs> you said something about a P picture. What? You mean Isn't I'm a B? Fergie? I'm a B. I'm a B. I don't B, know. B, B. <laughs> I don't know. The game girls were talking about. They 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 were talking about this one picture where like she had like crotch sweat or something. I have no like her, whole, her pants. There's just like this massive wet stain. Yeah, I mean it just it <laughs> happens. All right, you don't have to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, gosh. This was a safe case. space. Um, so, 
Tell me what you guys want. What you what you really really want. Tell you what I want. What I really well, really want. If, well, if you want to be my lover, what do I do? I have to do anything? Uh, right? Filet mignon. Boy. <laughs> 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 Gosh, we covered some ground in this episode. We really <laughs> I did. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, because now that image is going to be burned into my retinas. Oh my okay, gosh! So what did we read? For, what did we had we read last? We're at the, we're uh, at the Drewville. Oh yes, Drewville. Uh, which is page. Which like we 17? may have to rewrite. We may have to rewrite just because we don't know how available Drew would be. I mean, that's really like Drew's main only scene. Yes, Luke, but it would involve like so much. Luke, you're going to be happy about this. So in the shared document thing with judge that with, uh, <laughs> with Google, <laughs> you're an anonymous grizzly. <laughs> you're very, oh. Uh, oh, yeah, because I'm not signed in. In, 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 in. Yeah. All right. What, where are we? So we do transition uh, we read to the farm and bit. Yeah, because we had read the George Bush bit, which okay. got hated. Yeah, uh, hate's a strong word, but you are correct. I hate it. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I think I think it's funny. I think it's like I think it's just the absurdest type of humor. No, it is funny. It's just I think it's the wrong story to tell it in. Well, I mean, what other version of the story do you think George Bush would emerge being a Bush himself and giving back gifts? Like a college humor sketch, not one of ours. Yeah, but the billboards, right? Why not wear it? <laughs> Shut up, man. All right, so we're, we just finished the George Bush bit, um, and uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah. So we're starting at transition two. Yeah, which is a dark. Do you, oh, wait, you're the narrator. My bad. Yeah. All right. So fade in. There's a dark room with a cloaked figure looming... O- Wait, we did this one. Yeah, go, do it again. It'll set, set the premise. We didn't. Okay. With a cloaked figure looming over a crystal ball, lightly cackling to himself. Now what? Shut up. <laughs> He's not a literal minion. <laughs> this, this character is labeled minion number one, which I believe Gabe played last time. Yeah. But, I mean, if Luke wants to be the literal minion... No, yeah. go for it. Go for it. Okay. Now, what is it, your terrible frivolousness? The wizard, during the Mindian's sentence, widens his eyes. After he finishes his line, he whips the hood off, swings his head over his shoulder to make contact with, eye contact with the minion. I've poisoned the water supply so everyone genetically became the same person. Crossfade to the map overview with loot in the background. Traveled on yonder to fulfill the king's wishes, even though they had the attention span of fishes. We transition to the exterior of Drewville. This is the entrance to the village. Phil, Isaac, and Gimp walk up to the entrance of the village and pass a sign that says, Drewville, population 120, which is crossed out, 80 crossed out, and then the words, after the plague, who knows. Cut to the three approaching the village. Suddenly, Drew with a top hat appears. Ah, soldiers, welcome to our humble home. We don't see too many travelers about these parts. Would you like a tour to see our many venues? Well, actually, we're on a quest. Great, right this way. The village elder turns and starts walking away. Isaac and Gimp 
are quick to follow, but Phil pauses for a moment, then joins the others. This is the bank. Here we keep tabs on who who owes who what. Here's the town hall. All the important decisions are made here. Then here, we're at the jail, or as we like to call it, Jasper's bedroom, as he is a permanent resident. What did he do? He ate a rabbit. So? With his feet. Oh my. (laughs) The blacksmith will sharpen your swords free of charge as a welcoming gift. Here's my house. Don't touch my flowers. If you do, I'll cut off your legs. (laughs) 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 That wasn't a joke. And there's the store. Inside, you can find any food that your heart could possibly desire. Oh, do you have mutton? No. Come now, this way. Side view of the four walking down the street. But all this is made possible because we here believe in ourselves. If you don't believe in yourself here, you would be better off being dead. So this is where we hang the (laughs) non-believers. Zoom out, show the nooses. (laughs) Cut back to town hall. That will conclude the tour. So, if you'll be so kind as to excuse me, I have to get ready for the big town meeting. We have to figure out what to do about our water supplies and rations for the winter. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I am starving. Let's go get something to eat. The gang enters the shop. Uh, shopkeep, faintly from the back room. Just one moment, I'll be out in a jiffy. Make yourselves at home and look around if you'd like, if you'd be so kind. Phil, Isaac, and Gimp disperse through the store and look around the few aisles there are. Phil eventually comes back to the counter with a loaf of bread and a basket of other baked goods. Popping up from behind the counter is Drew with a bandana on. What? I thought you had to get ready for the town meeting. Nonsense. I'm not the elder or anything like that. Now, let's see. That'll all be 12 coins. Phil confusingly hands over the 12 coins. Show Phil walking out of the shop with Isaac and Gimp. Well, that was strange. Let's go to the bank. I have some questions to ask the teller about this lane since the elder's busy. Cut to them walking into the bank. Isaac rings the bell. 12 stitches. (laughs) (laughs) After a beat with Drew... After a beat, Drew with a fedora on pops up behind the counter. Phil pushes Isaac off to the side. All right, listen here. I know something is up. You're the elder, the shopkeep, and the banker. Next thing, what? You're Jasper too? Cut to Drew in the cell as Jasper. (laughs) Well, how do you do? The name's Jasper. You got any money? No, he's not real. I refuse to believe it. There is no way this entire village is the same person. (laughs) Cut to town meeting. In the town hall sits a long table with chairs on each side for each respective member of the town. All of them are Drew with various, like, appearances and clothing. I can't believe this entire village is the same person. (laughs) It's like Barbie! (laughs) Shush! If you're going to be in here and not be part of the board, you must be quiet or get out. That's the rule. No! I want answers! Now! A large Drew steps into frame. He's Bouncer Druno (laughs) and cracks his knuckles. Fine, we'll wait. Now, as I was saying, just like you all, I too was once my mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fade to black. 
do we want all right so there's there's two lines to go down either we cut to the end of the town meeting or we sit through the town meeting <laughs> on one hand i feel like if we go to the, if we go through the town meeting that makes phil's outburst about the whole thing being just so boring really makes sense yeah on the other hand like do we want doing, to sit through cutting it all out would just like <laughs> I mean, it, I don't know. For this, for the purposes of reading through the podcast, I feel like cutting would be the better yeah. way to go. But at the same time, that does take away from the "this is so boring" line. Um, <laughs> so the town hall meeting is eight pages <laughs> of just town hall meeting. It's eight pages of just town hall meeting. I think feel like that it, would translate to audio well. It yeah, no, because none video. of it is funny. It's no. all like <laughs> it's just it's logistics. All, <laughs> it's all legitimate like town. Well, the the part that would make it funny is intercutting uh, pictures or uh, shots of Phil and the guys getting bored. Yeah, like like maybe, maybe gimp gimp starts sleep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, if we if we cut it into an episode, we could make it funny. But in terms of just reading it over a podcast, there's yeah. no way to make this funny. No, I, yeah, I kind of agree. So just let us know if you want us to make this into its own bit. <laughs> <laughs> only us, this scene. This is the only one we'll do. <laughs> let, us, let us know in the comments if you unironically want a full full writer's cut of the village council scene that being said if you're listening on spotify it's on youtube go comment on the youtube video because that's the only place we'll actually look and that's the only place you can comment why doesn't spotify have comments i don't know um <laughs> so uh fades out after uh the village elder says that and it comes back on page 28 <laughs> And now that that is dealt with, how about we move on to the topic of the House of Acteon? Will you all need new equipment for the hunts this winter? Suddenly a chair flies into frame. We paint over to see Phil standing there, furious. This is the most boring thing I have ever been a part of, and I had to sit through Isaac's quilting circles. Enough of this! I want answers now! Bouncer Druno cracks his knuckles. The gang gets thrown out to the entrance of the village. And no come back, says Bouncer Drew. <laughs> and he stomps his way back into the town hall. You just had to go and run your mouth. We could have we could have just waited for them to be done, you know. Are you kidding? That was politics. What we just sat through was just the opening act. You should be thanking me that I put a stop to it before it devolved into a public forum. Fade out. Um, this will like after this will be like I didn't write this, but essentially there's walking through the forest for a few shots, and then you know they come to a clearing from the forest into a clearing of a field, and then that's where this next scene picks up. Uh, Isaac has a sense of foreboding about this field, but Phil ignores him and he picks his foot up to step into the field, but before he can. The skies turn dark, thunder rolls menacingly, lightning begins to strike in the distance and slowly approaches the gang, strike by strike. The final strike lands right in front of the camera and blinds it, cut to a wide shot of them standing in awe of the slithering path of lightning. The bolts suddenly increase in intensity until they all explode, throwing the gang on their backs. When the smoke cleared, the wizard... In all his terrible silliness, is standing and smiling ominously before our three heroes. Wait. <laughs> You're the wizard. Well, yeah, but... Wait. 
this is the end of the scene. What happens in between? No, I, don't think, I, don't, I doubt we ever wrote it because I think I think what I remember about the first encounter with the wizard was being this like major like screwing with their minds type thing. Like I remember a shot of a um. Hang on. Yeah. There Never was- mind. What I was what I was about to describe to describe comes next. I don't think we ever actually wrote out the first confrontation with the wizard. Yeah, I didn't touch like anything that you wrote because I kind of wanted to keep that the same ish. If I didn't okay. need to change it, so there was supposed okay. to be like a few interactions between Phil and the Wizard of Chaos before this happens, but we didn't figure out what it was. Okay, yeah, it was just uh, so the inspiration for this character was, uh, at least from my perspective, is that I, w- I was trying to imagine what if the Robin Williams genie was evil, and uh, so all his like, you know, his able his ability to just manifest things whenever he wants, and all his power he was using for mischief and evil instead of mischief and good. Let's say, <laughs> um, and so. In all his terrible silliness, the wizard is standing and smiling ominously before our three heroes. Well, I'd better be going now. Better be getting back to having fun with the princess, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. I didn't wink. I just said the word wink and just a word of advice. You three kids may want to go back to the castle where you'll be safe. You never know what kind of pointy hat wearing monster you'll run into out here. Blue skin do we can too. <laughs> he blues clues out of sight. When he's out of sight, Phil, in his frustration, calls after him. Oh yeah? I think we'll be perfectly fine out here. You hear me? We're gonna rescue the princess, and there's nothing you can do to stop us. We're stronger than you, wizard. Stupid. Silence falls for a moment. Phil turns back to the path, sulking. In the distance, we see a boulder silently fly out of the woods, headed straight for the gang. It lands right behind them with a crash and begins sucking the earth down into the hole. The gang has to sprint from it just so they don't fall in. They get tripped up, and just before they fall in, it stops, and there stands the wizard face to face with Phil. The wizard grabs Phil's shirt. Please don't, don't do that. Don't. Scott. What? <laughs> Remove the microphone from your third stomach, please. <laughs> God. Sorry, I wanted that to be impactful. <laughs> it was, but not for the right reasons. <laughs> Sorry. It impacted my eardrums. <laughs> well, if I if I if I if I didn't have sensory overload before, I certainly would now. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't think that would happen. <laughs> Was the microphone inside of your mouth by chance? Pretty much. Okay, just don't do that. It's just like. All right, I won't, I won't do that again. Be, be cool, please. <laughs> Scott, are you cool? Look at me, child. I have tickled the seven moons with a feather from the mightiest chicken. I have licked the toes of a thousand hermit crabs. I've stood atop the mountain between time and space with blood on my brow and peered down into blackness. So don't taunt me, boy. Don't fool with things you can't understand. 
I've been at the birth, every birthplace and every deathbed. I've seen everything that can be seen, heard everything that can be heard. I know all, except for one thing. There's one thing I don't know. What's that? What's three minus one? What? You heard me. What's three minus one? Uh, it's two? The wizard zaps Gimp and incinerates him. Smart boy, that one. He cackles and frolics away from Phil and Isaac until he grabs his nose like he's going, like he's going to jump into a swimming pool, jumps into the ground and disappears. Lightning begins striking randomly throughout the field. Phil and Isaac sprint from the field towards the woods. Right before they enter, Phil whirls around. Gimp! No, don't go out there! Phil starts to run back out into the field, but after a few steps, a lightning bolt lands right in front of Phil, blinding the camera. And that's where we should end for today. <laughs> do, do you have any final thoughts? Oh, do I have any final thoughts? Yeah. Um, okay, so... You know, you know how, we, how we call it, like, the moon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, do you think the moon is part of, like, a larger body and what we see every night is like, just, just its butt? Yeah. That's why we call it that. <laughs> Are all of your outros going to be like astrologically related or astronomical? Look, look, I just remembered what my previous one was related to that one. Okay. (laughs) The next episode is going to be titled The Moon. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, these keep catching me by surprise somehow. Even though I know they're coming, uh, they keep surprising me. So I think it's funnier that way. Think of all the astrology girls we'll get now because it talks about, (laughs) they'll think it talks about space that we talk about uh, doing the recording. <laughs> all right, that looks like all the more time we have this week. Tune in next week for even more Potom Action where these three men will figure out what journeys they might encounter in the meantime. But until then, swing on, swing mama? I don't... Yeah, yeah, swing on, swing mama. 